Well, I'm Dwayne from Texas, and it's great to be with you at C3 today. I absolutely love this church. I love this house. I love, love, love your pastors. They are two of the greatest angels God ever put on this planet, and I, I love them dearly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though they're not here today, you can give them a hand. It's wonderful. It's great. So I uh, am honored to be with you, and I have a young man, sort of a spiritual son of mine, a worship leader from North Carolina, Chris Dillard. Chris, why don't you stand up? Everyone give Chris a warm C3 welcome. And we're traveling with my son as well, Cody, who hopefully will be with us tonight. He's been poorly the last few days, and and this morning he woke up with a fever and not feeling well, so we left him in bed. But he's going to rise up from his bed of affliction and in faith, and I trust he'll be here uh, tonight. I, I will just say and encourage you, if you don't, as they said, as John said, if you don't normally do two services, uh, come tonight because it's going to be a little bit different at the end. We're going to have some personal prophetic ministry. We'll prophesy over some people, and I just believe God's going to turn up and I just believe some people are going to be healed tonight. I think we're going to see a miracle or two. Why not? Why not? Yeah? Right. Wonderful. Lovely. Great. <laughs> now, I'm just going to tell, I'm going to warn you. I'm from Texas, and I'm loud, and I'm over the top, and, and, and I realize I did live in England for two years. So I understand I'm bilingual. I speak Texan and proper English. I understand the difference between a diaper and a nappy. I know the difference between schedule and schedule, process and process. And I do, I lived in Lincoln, though. So I understand the difference between grass and grass. I realize I'm in the South now. It's a bit different here in Cambridge. So I do understand, I do understand that, that just because you're not responding doesn't mean you're not listening. Because you've got, I see these guys on the front, they've got their notepads out, they're ready to take notes. And, and so, so really, while you're smoking your, or your digital apparatus, her fingers are ready to just type every word I say. I get that, I understand that. I do, I do. That is your amen. I know, this is your amen. However, I do understand as well that Brits are the nicest, most polite people on the planet. Come on. That's true. And you would not want to embarrass me. Never would you want to embarrass me. So I, I preach better if I get a response. Where is she? God bless her. God bless her. See, my church is very multicultural. So we've got, we've got African Americans. We have Africans. We have Asians. We have Latinos. We have people. And, and we have a few Texans. And so, so, and I traveled all over the world. I've been to 54 countries and, and literally flown 4 million miles on an airplane. So I, I get all kinds of cultures. So, so listen, I understand. But I'll preach better if you will just, just indulge me. And, and while you're smoking your, your fingers, 
typing. This is me. I do this because I'm old. You'll do this. Or while you're, you know what I love? What's amazing is the younger people have actually pens and paper. That's amazing. And it's the group that's a little older that's pulling out their iPhones and, and iPads. And that's, that's hilarious. They've gone old school because that's the new cool, right? So, so I get it. 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 But while you're doing that, just, while you're doing that, just smile and say an amen every once in a while. And Yeah. See, you're so nice. I knew you would do it just because you love me and you don't even know me. So this morning, I, I, I've been received around the world as sort of a prophetic voice to different churches and networks and, and, and places. And, and, and so I, for the last, I've been in ministry 31 years, been married for 26 years to the most wonderful woman on the planet. I have three adult children. They're 21, 23, and 25. And, and so the last 18 years or so, though, we've traveled around the world and, and, and unpacked at the end of the year, we go away and we pray, and God gives us a word for the next year. And so I travel at the beginning of the year, and I've been coming to England for 18 years, including the, or 19 years now, including the time that I lived in the UK, uh, unpacking that prophetic word. Now, my disclaimer is this is not everything God's saying. It's not the word of the Lord. It's a word from the Lord. But I believe when God speaks to one of us, many times he's speaking to many of us. So if your favorite prophet had another word for the year, listen to that. That's fine. I'm not offended. But I do believe maybe I can add something to you. So is it okay if instead of just teaching or preaching this morning, I unpack this prophecy to you for over the next few minutes? Is that okay? Yeah, great. Wonderful. Because that's all I got. I hope it's okay. All right. So last year as we began to pray, we got a sense. Then in 2018, a collision is coming. There is a collision of systems. Two systems, two kingdoms are going to collide, possibly like we've not seen in our lifetime. A collision, if you think about a collision, a collision comes in the form of one ob two objects colliding. If those two objects are of the same sort of size and force and power, they do similar damage. If they're running at the same speed and they're the same force, the same power, they'll do similar damage to one another, yeah? However, if one object is greater than the other, one does the impacting, the other one gets impacted. So if a lorry hits a smart car going 80 miles an hour, the smart car comes out on the weaker end, uh, on the, the worst end of the deal, yeah? The, the, the lorry does the impacting, the smart car definitely gets impacted. I believe in 2018, heaven and earth are going to collide. But can I tell you, when heaven and earth collide, something changes, but it ain't heaven. When heaven and earth collide, earth changes. When heaven and earth collide, the situations and the circumstances 
on the earth shift. So if heaven were to collide with your world in 2018, what would that look like? Well, if you need healing, it would look like you get healed. If you need salvation, you get saved. If you need finances, finances come. If you need a miracle, the miracle comes because when heaven and earth collide, earth isn't changing heaven, but heaven will definitely change earth. I believe that this collision, like many collisions, is going to come quickly or suddenly. And the word that God gave me for 2018 is 2018 is a year of the suddenly of God. Suddenly, when heaven and earth collide. I began to study suddenlies in the Bible. I, it didn't take long to realize that as you study these suddenlies, that there's a striking contrast between Old Testament suddenlies and New Testament suddenlies. In the Old Testament, let me read you a few suddenlies out of the Old Testament. First of all, in Daniel, it says, Suddenly, King Nebuchadnezzar began eating grass like cattle. See, I told you. And his body was drenched with the dew of heaven until his hair had grown like eagle's feathers and his nails like bird's claws. That's a bad day. If you start eating grass and your hair grows out and your nails grow out and you look like a beast, that's a, not a good suddenly. Proverbs 6, suddenly calamity will come upon them. Habakkuk 2, suddenly your creditors will rise up and get you and your children. Isaiah 30, your iniquity will cause your collapse suddenly. Isaiah 47, but evil will come on you which you will not know how to charm away. And disaster will fall upon you which you cannot atone. And destruction will come on you suddenly. Jeremiah 4, disaster upon disaster is proclaimed and the whole land is devastated suddenly. Jeremiah 6, for suddenly the destroyer will come upon us. That's just to name a few, but you get the idea. It's not good. These suddenlies are not encouraging. However, then we fast forward to the New Testament. How many of you thank God for the New Testament? <laughs> Hallelujah. And we get to the first suddenly mentioned in Luke chapter 2. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, in verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. This suddenly changes every other suddenly. Because there are shepherds in a field minding their own business and suddenly an angel comes and is revealed to them and announces that no longer is it destruction, no longer is it, is it devastation, no longer is it all the things that were happening suddenly in the Old Testament, but now there's a new covenant coming because heaven is about to collide with earth in the form of Jesus Christ, and when he suddenly appears on the scene, suddenly it's peace on earth. Goodwill towards Man, that's the kind of suddenly I want to see happen, yeah? Now, there's a philosophy and a thought process that says, well, yeah, we're waiting on 
revival. We're waiting on the move of God. We're here on earth crying out to God to move, and we're waiting until he does. Understand that. However, I believe this suddenly tells us that heaven has made a move. Heaven moved in Jesus. How many of you know it doesn't get any better than that? That's a pretty big move. Heaven sends Jesus to the earth. He brings peace on earth, and through his death, burial, resurrection, through the finished work of the cross, he ch- it's, that's the game changer. He changes everything. And suddenly, heaven has invaded earth, and now then, see, before then, earth was waiting on heaven to move, but once heaven moved, now heaven is waiting on earth to move. You say, what do you mean? Well, Jesus said, when you pray, pray your kingdom come, your will be done on as it is then. So he's saying, you speak heaven on earth. Then he said, whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So earth is moving first. We sang it in the worship set. Speak revival. Prophesy like it's done. That's different than we're just waiting here hoping God shows up. Hallelujah. So I don't believe that, that, that earth is waiting on heaven. I believe heaven is waiting on earth. I believe heaven is what creation is groaning, Romans says, for the sons of God to manifest. So heaven is waiting on somebody who has heaven inside of them to release heaven outside of them. We're not waiting on a move of God. We're becoming a move of God. We're not waiting on revival. We're becoming revival. Somebody say suddenly. I believe these suddenlies are going to come in three categories. I'm going to give them to you quickly, and then we're going to go eat lunch. I'm going to go eat lunch. I don't know what you're doing. I'm going to go eat lunch. Number one, you ready? Ready? Okay, number one. I believe in 2018 we're going to see suddenlies of God. First of all, sudden revelation. Outer revelation and inner revelation. You say, what do you mean? Outer revelation being angelic visitation. I believe we're going to see more angels turn up in 2018 than we've seen in our lifetime. That's pretty cool, yeah? Angels. The first suddenly in the New Testament. Angels. John mentioned it earlier. Suddenly an angel appears to Zechariah. Gabriel shows up. It's pretty cool, yeah? Saul, on, his, on the road to Damascus, another suddenly, Acts chapter 9, it says he was on his way to persecute Christians before he became Paul, and suddenly a light from heaven shone, knocked him off his donkey. Somebody's going to get knocked off their donkey this year. You say, we don't ride donkeys in Cambridge. You like my Australian accent? That's how it comes out. 
When you mix, mix Texan and English, you get Australian. It's my feeble attempt. But, but watch this. Every time you see an angel show up in the New Testament, they're not just showing up to be weird or cool. People tell me all the time after I'm preaching, they say, I saw an angel standing behind you. Great. What did he say? I don't know. Go find out and come back and tell me because otherwise it's, per it's worthless. That information does not help me. But angels come to announce things. Angels come to bring gifts. Angels come to bring the power of God. Angels come to demonstrate. The angel said, I stand before God to Zechariah. He struck him dumb, too. But anyway, that's another subject. He was already dumb, but then he couldn't speak. <laughs> that's going to hit you on Tuesday. Anyway. So I believe there's going to be supernatural revelation, but not just an outer revealing. It's going to come as an inner revealing. Paul's angelic revelation led to a revelation to which he stood before King Agrippa and said, all my life I've not been, since that day, I've not been disobedient to the heavenly vision. What's God revealing to you in 2018? Number two, first is sudden revelation. Number two is sudden restoration. I believe some things are going to get restored. Some things you've lost are coming back. And they're going to come back better than they left you. Matthew chapter 9 verse 20 says, Suddenly a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed. This woman had an issue. Her issue lasted 12 years. Hers was an issue of blood. Hers was a physical issue. It led to financial issues. She had spent all her money and gone to the doctors and had no relief. For 12 years, nothing, but suddenly she got healed. Suddenly she was restored. This woman had issues. Everyone has issues. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've got issues. Come on, turn to the other person beside you and say, you've got issues. <laughs> he was getting very aggressive then. He, he pointed at you and said, you've got issues. I saw a few husbands and wives, you've really got issues. You've been, a, you've been an issue for a long time. There's a marriage course coming up this year, I'm sure, for everyone. Now that we need one anyway. We didn't, but now we do. I don't care what your issue is. What if 2018, your issue you've had for five years, 10 years, 12 years like this woman, what if suddenly your issue got restored? Jesus is great at healing issues. Matthew 20, verse 30, and the message says, Suddenly two blind men came to Jesus and cried out and were healed. In Luke 13, in the message it says that there was a woman who had been afflicted for 18 years, and Jesus suddenly laid his hands on her, and she stood up straight and tall and gave glory to God. I could go on and on and on. Do you catch, though, that in every one of these 12 years, 13 years, 18 years, I don't care if you've had a problem a long time in 2018, sudden restoration's coming. 
There's going to be sudden financial restoration, sudden relational restoration. I believe suddenly some prodigals are coming home in 2018. Hallelujah. And then finally, I believe there's going to be sudden release. There's going to be sudden revelation, sudden restoration, and sudden release. First of all, Acts 2, 2 says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. I believe we're going to see a sudden release of power. Sudden release. What if God's power suddenly showed up and people started getting healed all over the place? What if God's power suddenly, we were singing tongues of fire, and we, we're sing, we sing these things, and we just, oh, that's lovely. Yes, isn't that lovely? But if they turn up, if really what we're singing happened, I don't know that we go, oh, lovely. It's lovely. Oh, it's quite nice. Oh, we would go crazy. Oh, um, you say, no, I wouldn't. Well, if it was your kid who had cancer and they get healed, at least you'd shed a tear of joy. Somebody say suddenly. John Wimber, who is one of the Righteous Brothers music group, got born again, got saved, and he went to his pastor. He said, when do we do this stuff? pastor said, what stuff? He said, you know, the stuff in the book. What book? The Bible. Well, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible, John. What stuff? He said, the stuff. Like healing the sick and casting out devils and raising the dead. I want to do the stuff. He said, oh, John, we don't do the stuff. Jesus did the stuff. The apostles did the stuff. When they died, the stuff went away. And John said, uh, I read my Bible, and Jesus said, the works I do, you'll do, and greater works than these shall you do. I think we get to do the stuff. So John said, I didn't listen to my pastor. I just went and did the stuff. Come on. Somebody say, I want to do the stuff. I believe there's sudden release of power, not just talking about it, but seeing it. I believe there's going to be a sudden release from some things, like prison. Acts 16, 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's chains were loose. There's some folks that felt like you've been in prison, but if you'll pray and praise in prison in the midnight hour, the very prison doors will begin, the foundation of that thing that's held you bound will get shaken and the doors will open up and you'll be free. Some people have been bound in a prison of sin. You've been bound in a prison of depression. You've been bound in a prison of fear. But if you'll praise your way out of that prison, you're going to see the foundations of that thing shake and you'll be free. I don't know about you, but if I was in a first century prison, I wouldn't be praying and praising at midnight. I'd be moaning and complaining. But when you complain, you remain. When you praise, you're raised. And there's a praise that can get in your life that can shake everything that's held you bound. I believe there's going to be a release from some things, but finally there's going to be a release into some things. There's going to be a release 
into purpose, a release into destiny. I believe 2018 is a year of open doors. Come on, Chris, you can make your way up here. I'm landing this plane. I'm giving everybody hope the runway is in sight. You don't understand that. Anyway, I'm almost finished. That's what I'm saying. I believe there's open doors. Paul said in, in Corinthians, there's a mega door open for me. I think if Paul called it a mega door, that's not a little door. That's a mega door. I, I'm prophesying over somebody today. There's some mega doors opening. Mega doors into destiny, mega doors into ministry, mega doors into business, mega doors into education, mega doors into influence, mega doors into politics, mega doors. There are different ways doors open. A locked door has, there are different ways. Some doors need keys. Andy has graciously hosted us and taken us around, and there's a lot of doors in this building, and there's a lot of different keys to a lot of different doors. And he was handed, Andrew handed Andy a pile of keys, and he's trying all of them. I believe, keys represent strategies, and I believe that in 2018, God's going to give you strategies to unlock some doors of destiny. Some doors need keys, some need codes. There's doors up here that need codes. you got to punch the code. Andy walked up. He couldn't get it right. He kept punching the wrong code. He said, oh, let me think. Let me think. What's the code? Finally, he punched it. The door opened. So, so what is that? that? Some things, you got to get them in the right sequence. Because it, you can have the right numbers in the wrong sequence and the door doesn't open. You can do the right thing in the wrong order, and the door stays locked. But what if God gave you revelation, come on, suddenly, how to get it in the right order, and the door opens up to you? Some doors open by keys, some codes, some by retina scanning. Used to, when you came in the country, if you came a lot like I did, they would scan your retina, and you would just walk up, and it goes, and the door to the nation would open so cool. Now they do a card. That's not nearly as cool. I felt like I was a super agent. The door opened. What is that? That's vision. But you know what was interesting? My vision wouldn't open your door. You had to have a vision. God's going to give somebody a vision this year that unlocks some doors. I'm prophesying to somebody right now. Some doors open with keys, some codes, some vision. Some doors only open when you speak. There are, there are office buildings where CEOs go into secret, they come to secret doors, and it's voice activated when they speak. My name is Dwayne. The door opens. Do you know your destiny is voice activated? Your destiny is unlocked with your voice. And listen, your voice is your address in the Spirit. So God is sending some stuff your way. And if you'll speak to it, you can get it moving. But there's one more way doors open. When, when Chris and Cody and I got ready to come to the, to the airport 
we got to the airport. We were coming to the UK. We we're going to get on the plane. We get to the airport. We pull our cases out of the car. And we stood there, and the doors were shut. They're locked. There's no handle, no keyhole, no just shut, locked. I looked down. I said, "Boys, what are we going to do?" I said, "We can't. The doors shut. We're, how are we going to get on an airplane? How are we going to go to England? How are we going to do what we're called to do? The door is just shut. Right there, shut." And all of the sudden, a miracle happened. Some crazy, over-the-top, outrageous, bold, audacious person walked right past us. And as they walked up, the doors opened. They just walked in. I looked at these guys and said, how? It's a miracle. How that suddenly? It's 2018. Suddenly, doors are opening. I'm a prophet. Look, see? And then they closed again. What do we do? Then somebody else walked. And finally it dawned on me. Some of you are saying, Dwayne, you're a little slow. You're a bit deaf. It dawned on me that door is only going to open when I move. Because some doors are motion activated. So I've come to tell somebody in Cambridge at C3 on a Sunday morning in February 2018 that there are some doors that are only going to open when you move, when you take a step of faith, when you step out from where you've been and you make a move, the door opens up. The door to your destiny, the door to your future, the door to your miracle only happens because it's motion activated. No, 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 you're almost there. Listen, come on. Chaos theory in quantum physics says there's two parallel universes that, that, that what happens in one affects the other. And the flapping of a butterfly's wings in Tokyo sets off a series of events that causes a tornado in Texas. Now, I don't know about butterfly's wings in Tokyo and tornadoes in Texas, but I do know this, that there's an unseen realm and a seen realm. And that, <laughs> and that what happens in one realm affects the other realm. So that when Paul was praising in prison, he was releasing a tidal wave of God's Spirit in another realm. So right here, as somebody was worshiping earlier and dancing and praising God, you're flapping your butterfly's wings. So all over this building, is there anybody that'll stand up and say, I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to do something in this realm and believe that it'll have a tsunami of God's power released in the unseen realm. Somebody take 10 seconds and give God praise. Listen, this is an eschatological 
scripture. It's a second coming scripture. I understand that. But can you give it prophetic application and see this? It says, in case he should come suddenly and find you asleep. Hmm? See, that's talking about when he comes in the second coming, will you be asleep? But, but I want you to think prophetically, it's not an issue, is he coming? In 2018, I'm not talking about coming again. I'm talking about suddenly showing up in your world. Suddenly showing up in your family. Suddenly showing up in your church. It's possible. It's, it, he's going to come. I said he's coming. Suddenlies are coming. But will you be asleep? Because suddenlies can be slept through or they can be seized. I don't want to sleep through my suddenly. I want to seize my suddenly by faith. I want to lay hold of every moment. See, here's the thing. You can either sleep through your suddenly, you can seize your suddenly, or there's a third level. You can become the suddenly of God. Where the kingdom of heaven that's in you gets released out of you and you start laying hands on the sick and they recover and you start casting out devils and you start loving your neighbor and they get born again and you start becoming somebody's miracle and you start feeding the poor and stopping human trafficking and you become the suddenly of God for somebody around you. Is there anybody that will say, Dwayne, I want to be a suddenly in 2018. Lift your hands. Let me pray over you right now. God, let us be the suddenly of God. Let us be. We're not going to sleep. We're going to seize it and then be it. We don't want to just see suddenlies. We want to be suddenlies. In Jesus' name.